0: Now, if he's listening to this right now, he probably has a very different perspective. Of course. Win win. I have the mic, so fuck you. (laughs) Yeah. There's a reason why you are my ex. I hope he listens now. Amen, sister. Yeah.
1: Hey, ladies, and welcome back to Perspective, and welcome to our second episode of 2021. I still feel like it's okay to say that.
2: Yes, I've stopped and I still saying feel like it's happy, happy New to say-, say. No, I was just going to say it. Happy <laughs> New Year's. Don't you dare say Happy New Year's ever I wanted to, to see Are we- if you were paying attention. <laughs> Friendship over. Podcast over. It's so like, did what happened? Did you like call her horrible names and say mean things? I'm like, yeah, I did. I said Happy New Year. Zuh. Zuh. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've already
1: established how we both feel about that on our last episode. So if you're all out there still saying Happy New Years, then just know we that y'all we'll are idiots. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, we love you, but stop saying that. But anyway. I feel this week like it's been a minute. I don't know why. Like normally it feels like, oh my God, we just recorded back to back. And this week it felt long.
2: Yeah, this week has felt long for me too. I don't know. I can't put a like my finger on a reason for that. Well, this week involves Blue Monday.
1: Yeah, yesterday.
2: Yeah, yesterday. So that could probably be why. I'm sure like the feeling of Blue Monday, you know, spans more than just like the exact 24 hours. So that's probably something to do with it. You know, the like shitty weather, the back to work, holidays are done.
1: Yeah, I mean, overall, I think this is a hard time. Hence, yeah, Blue Monday being yesterday. And this is just a hard time of the year. Never mind this year is also COVID. Um, so that just is a whole other layer, which we have – talked about to death and all of us are just dealing with it the best way we know how I am seeing a lot of like posts and things from people just about like it really getting to them now so we're we hope that everyone is okay and doing what they can to just get through the days. I mean, if you need to disconnect, if you need to go outside and scream your face off, if you need to scream into a pillow or I don't know whatever your coping mechanism is, do it. Like we just we want all of our friends and family and listeners to be okay. This is a tough lockdown for sure, and it kind of feels like we don't know when it's going to end. So I think everybody's like a little just
2: like you know, I think, over I it, think that's right? what's getting to people. That's the problem. Like even when I think about the lockdown, like, yeah, we're in lockdown, you know, it's shitty out. We can't really do much anyways. It's not a big deal. People ha- tend to hibernate over the winter as it is, but it's because there doesn't seem to be like, you know, a, a good deadline for this to end. Like I'm thinking about, you know, now's the time where you think about, okay, I want to get the hell out of here. I want to go away. I want to go somewhere warm, not an option okay, well, when is it an option? No fucking idea. Could be next winter. You know what I mean? Like it's so that's kind of what's weighing on me personally. The the fact that there's no ending in sight or no clear idea.
1: Yeah, I am in the same boat. I really want to travel like everybody else in the world right now. And especially somewhere warm. And because I just don't know when that's possible. It's frustrating because you can't plan your life, right? And there's nothing
2: to look forward to when you can't plan your life. I know that yeah. sounds terrible and so dramatic like first world problems, but you know how happy you are when you have a trip and you just look so forward to it for like months on end. It's the best.
1: Yeah. Well, that's why we do our best to stay positive and we try to bring positivity to our listeners. I mean, we're all in this together. It's I I know everybody's like, "Oh my god, don't ever say that." Like it's the most annoying thing cuz that's sort of the general like motto of this situation but we really are and we're all feeling it so if you're someone who's just like feels like they're not dealing with it well hit us up we'll chat we're always here for our listeners and if you just you know want some fun conversation we'll be here for that
2: yeah i'm sure you guys have noticed lauren loves to talk so (laughs) only me (laughs) Not not you. Oh, no. <laughs> I don't speak. What do you mean? <laughs> no, no. I'm just teasing. We, we both love to talk and we would always be there for anyone who needs it.
1: Yeah. Happy to have a fun chat, even if it was just about, like, I don't know, UFOs,
2: for instance. <laughs> um, yeah. But definitely direct that to Lauren.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but in happier news, we have a great episode. I mean, as per usual... But we also need to shout out our sponsor.
2: Yes. So we have a brand new, as announced last week, sponsor starting in the new year. So thank you to Vitality MD. And Vitality MD has amazing treatments to help with sexual interest and arousal disorders or stress urinary incontinence, and they are offering our respective listeners $100 off the O-Shot and the Vivive treatment. So if any of you ladies think you are experiencing some of these disorders, you can start with a consultation with Dr. Sherry Kaplan and her team, and they will assess you and help you choose which treatment is right for you. Seriously, ladies, we deserve this. For way too long, women are led to believe that the lack of libido, reduction in pleasure or orgasms, urinary issues after babies and so much more is just part of aging or becoming a mother. And while it can be, it doesn't necessarily have to be. And we want you to know that you do have options. You don't just have to live with it. So help us normalize the conversation around these conditions as well. Go to VitalityMD.com if you to book the OSHA or Vaviv treatments and make sure you use promo code HERSPECTIVE100. Definitely. And I think as soon as this lockdown is over,
1: I will definitely be making an appointment and getting in there to see what can be done for me. I'm just super curious so to understand. I. Yeah, like I just want to understand like my hormones and my balance and my imbalance. Like what can be done? If if there's something that's available, why wouldn't I take
2: it? And also, like I can't stress this enough. Even if you are having good orgasms and there is a possibility for a better orgasm, why the hell not? makes so much more sense to just do it. Totally.
1: I mean, really, ladies, you don't have to settle. So check it out. Learn about it for yourself. Dr. Sherry Kaplan and her team of experts are absolutely fantastic. And you will get your O's on. Yeah. Get those (laughs) O's, girls. So, obviously, there's nothing to do right now, which we've kind of already touched on, but I have been really binging TV way more and shows way more than I normally ever would. In fact, I think many times on this podcast, I'm like, I never watch TV because I don't have time or I'll watch one show at a time.
2: That has changed, my friends. Yeah. Fate was like, oh, honey, there's so much good TV out there. (laughs) Let me give you some time. Lock down the world.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. That That's exactly yeah. what I wanted and needed. <laughs> Super appreciate that. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, universe. Uh, no, so I just want to chat a little bit about some shows that I've been watching and recommend, and so do you, Jess. I definitely recommend if you are a superhero fan and you just kind of like that fantasy of, yeah, superheroes and... Um, stuff like that action which I am big Marvel and DC fan watch The Boys on Amazon it is yes. not Marvel it is not DC it is completely different I don't want to give well, too it's much completely away
2: local it was filmed here in Toronto worked on with Toronto cast shout out to the the crew that worked on that because we know them yeah oh do. yeah it's super awesome to watch
1: Every episode and like recognize where they are. And I really did. Like in every episode, I was like, oh my God, I've even been to some of these places. So that's fun. But the acting is great. Yeah, the sets are great. Uh everything about it is just awesome. Uh and it is not what you think. It's not like a it's it's hilarious. Like it's a very like sarcastic and kind of dark humor, but um, I highly recommend it. So if you're into that sort of thing, definitely check out The Boys. And I actually just started watching Yellowstone uh produced and acted uh the starring actor is kevin costner and he is also producing it um not too far into it only like i think four episodes but also amazing and it's shot in montana and it's absolutely beautiful scenery and sets i've like, never definitely even considered. bucket list yeah i've never considered going to montana but after watching this i'm like I need to go to Montana.
2: Yeah, no, it's it is definitely a bucket list. Like you know the the ranches and the mountains and the like farms. I guess I don't, it's just sprawling. I don't know. Looks it's good. beautiful. Yeah,
1: but the show's awesome and the acting again is so good. Um, like I said, Kevin Costner is one of my faves, so I highly recommend that. Also, I haven't tapped into Bridgerton, which I'm hearing tons about, and I'll probably watch it, but.
2: Yeah, Yeah, it's funny that you mentioned both those because those are my next two, Yellowstone and Bridgerton, apparently. I heard from a source that Bridgerton has like extreme sex scenes or something and it gets you really horny. So I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm tuning into that for sure.
1: (laughs) But that was just (laughs) a
2: side note. Yeah, I'm like, oh, (laughs) sorry. That sealed the deal. You're like, well, horny.
1: It's basically porn. I'm going to
2: watch it. Yeah. Definitely. Um, But it's funny that you said Marvel, because that is what I'm watching right now. I went back and okay, so watched the whole Marvel universe, all of the movies. So I know because as much as I love all, you know, I love the action figures. I love it. But I just was so behind, as you knew. And judge me for, which was fair. Um, <laughs> no, I was super behind. and what are you doing and, with your life, really? Yeah, well, I knew it was like a thing that you constantly thought about and was like, mm, love you, it but like, it's it, weird. Yeah. Fair, super fair, because it is, they're the best, and like, so I watched them in the right order, not like, um, not the chronological order of each one, like Iron Man 1, 2, and 3, but like how it was supposed to be done, so like, Captain America 1, then Captain Marvel, then you know, the order that they suggested as, I guess, it's as the story is told. Yeah. yeah, 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 so we watched it like that, and tonight I'm watching the very, what is it, uh, the Avengers Endgame, the last yeah, one? man tonight is the last movie so we've spent a long time (laughs) watching all of these movies and today it all comes to fruition but i know what happens and it fucking sucks so
1: (laughs) well don't tell don't be
0: a i won't tell people even
2: though i'm probably the only person in the world who hasn't seen it yet because
0: i was talking to my cousin (laughs) yeah
2: they're like why are you so behind you weirdo and i was talking to my cousin about it and she was like oh my god i went to see that movie 10 times in theater 10 times i'm like she was a weirdo but (laughs) like i like the movies about 10 times have you ever done that
1: no i have you ever gone to a movie 10 times no i mean i've watched movies 10 times but at home goodfellas casino home alone because i have like the second generation of Home Alone Watchers with my kids. Um, yeah, I guess when you oh, say
2: it like that, I, like I watch these movies yearly Big, as well, but what? You're not even naming the best ones. Titanic, Practical Magic. Step-Mom. Oh, yeah, that one's on the list for sure. Yeah. Hocus Pocus. Obviously, the yearly ones count. You're right. I guess when you put it like that, but I know she's talking about the time in which it was in theater. So what is that like a month? That's, well, probably longer, but still crazy. That's just an expense that I would not undertake. She's mental. Also, she's mental because I know she won't listen to this, so screw you. (laughs) Well, speaking (laughs) of
1: having lots of time on your hands, definitely check out all of those recos. If you haven't, for some unknown reason, seen the Marvel, like all of what's in the Marvel and DC franchise, like Jess, do that. But – Catch up on our podcast, people, if you haven't, if you've missed an episode, because it's great, and we give you a ton of awesome information. Our guests are so fun. They're so amazing, and I know that there's people that probably have these questions on some of the topics that we get into, and maybe you're too nervous to talk about them with your friends or your family or even look them up. Uh, We probably have the answers, and if we don't... Ask us. Tell us. We'll either yeah. try ourselves, which we probably won't answer well, we'll find a guest, we'll get an expert in the topic, and we will get you those answers. So, we are just out here trying to normalize a lot of stuff. And we need all your the help. stuff.
2: All the stuff. <laughs> Actually, yeah, guys, in general, if you have suggestions or ideas of topics that we have not covered yet, then we would love to hear what you guys want to listen to. So, hit us up. Tell us. Slide into those DMs. Like, come on. Surfboard. <laughs> Is that what they call it? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> wow, that got really lame.
0: <laughs> so I that took know. a turn.
1: Uh, moving right along.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Introduce our guest because she clearly needs to amp the cool up on this intro moment.
1: <laughs> well, we have one of our faves. She's been on the show before. Uh, We ended 2020 with the wonderful Chrissy Newton and our amazing UFO episode, which I will always love. And we are kicking off 2021 with her partner in crime, Marie Nicola. She is the other host of Alt Pop Repeat, podcast which her and Chrissy host together and it is all about pop culture and they do a fantastic job of tying just so many different things in history and throughout the eras uh, into the pop culture world and so we love it. We love them and we absolutely love Marie. She is joining us though to chat a little bit about dating and Post 30s and what that whole scene looks like, never mind it within COVID, but just the like you know, the way things change and how people behave. And she shares her outlook based on her experiences, which were really eye-opening for us. Uh, Jess, you and I are both in relationships, but just like the way she positioned a lot of things and You know, what she has learned and how she's moving forward on the dating scene, we loved. Like, it's such a good message. She has some great insight. She has some funny stories. And we're really excited for you guys to hear it because I think you'll take a lot away from this conversation. Maria is just fantastic. She's such a great speaker. And she's a wealth of knowledge, too, on many, many different things. And definitely dating is one of them.
2: Yes. And I think... The point of this episode is to point out that things are different going from dating in your 20s to going for to dating in your 30s and plus and
1: 40s and so on yeah yeah, exactly. So you're gonna love it. She's fantastic and we're so happy to have her back on the show.
2: Welcome Marie.
1: So excited to have you back on. Happy New Year.
0: Happy New Year to you too. Thank you so much for having me back. It's a delight. It's a treat. I'm excited. And thank you for saying Happy New
2: Year. Yes. We are more (laughs) grateful for that than you have any idea. (laughs) Not New Year's.
0: Well, you got to get it right. You you don't want to offend anybody. I'm just
2: trying to speak English properly, but thanks.
0: (laughs) I know it's just a hobby of mine, speaking correctly. With purpose. Seriously. That's fair. I appreciate it very much.
1: Um, But I mean, anybody that's listened to you either on our show or your own podcast or any of your own stuff would already know that you're a fantastic speaker. Very articulate, which is why we love chatting with you. It's going to be a good episode today.
2: Yes. I'm so excited. We have something. You don't even understand. That is like super (laughs) exciting to talk about. I think a lot of people will be able to relate to it but i'm also excited to have you back uh because we had your counterpart on a couple of weeks ago well a couple episodes ago so it just felt oh, fitting and episode. right that you would start off in the new year with us
1: well actually yeah Thank chrissy you. closed out 2020 yeah as our final guest of 2020 talking about ufos which obviously i love and so does she and it was just a great chat not nearly long enough but um You know, I think enough for people. Well, kind of long enough. Yeah, long enough for Jess. (laughs) Um, But and then to kick off New Year, the New Year with an episode with you. So it's awesome.
0: It's honestly, whenever Chrissy talks about UFOs, it's both awe-inspiring and (laughs) nerve-wracking. Then it gets real and she's like, guys, there could be multiple dimensions, (laughs) We don't know why they're trying to turn on our nuclear weapons. Cows have been missing and found mutilated. And I'm like, can we just chill the conversation? Yeah. Just like bring it down. Let's talk about E.T. I am I prefer cute little cuddly aliens that also are, uh, you know, arborists or whatever it was that E.T. was. Right. He oh, he just. Yeah, d- Is that what they were? Well,
2: they're like crop cutters and whatever the hell theory that is yeah right? wow
1: i just learned that et actually had like an occupation
0: yeah him and his his <laughs> group of people came to earth and they were collecting plant samples wow like, he's like the most well, benign in, of all aliens in
1: fairness i was barely born when that came out so <laughs> yeah, i don't really remember <laughs> getting that the very full much. meanings and you know little details <laughs> of the movie but Absolutely a classic, and I'm actually so happy that you to- like told me that. Now I I know. I feel I feel good. About okay, we already did more. the UFO
2: episode. I think we should be moving
0: <laughs> on now.
1: Fair. Well, fine. Switching gears, like <laughs> just being completely entirely, yeah. <laughs> entirely different. I won't even say opposite because it's not, but just entirely different topic. We are chatting about the dating world dating after and within your 30s as well as dating during a pandemic. So both like two separate co- topics but also one um because there is still how do you date in your 30s, 40s during a pandemic? Never mind without the pandemic too.
0: Oh my gosh. I I said this before. I am so excited, like thrilled to be talking about this, (laughs) mainly because I have a plethora of not only hilarious anecdotal stories that will dot our journey along the way, but I also (laughs) have a little bit of history for you and how we got to this point and how the digital age has affected us and what the impact from COVID is. So where would you like to start? I have given you a buffet. What is the first treat you would like to sample?
2: Definitely an anecdotal little story, please. Yeah. Okay. So, let just,
1: just to give our listeners some insight, you are currently a single lady
0: <laughs> on the scene. I'm a single lady. <laughs> if anybody is listening, uh, if they are male or if they have some handsome single friends who are legitimately an adult and gainfully employed, handsome, possibly has abs, uh, send them my way. Karma Cake <laughs> on Instagram. Don't worry. We're
2: going to post your picture, so they'll see how hot you are. I'm sure you'll have, like, loads of colors
0: I can't wait. But
1: you're also full of substance, too. <laughs> and the person also needs to be – we are going to be protective here. No – Fuckboys allowed, just mm-hmm. just to throw that. It's in okay. There, but- I think
2: as we'll get into this episode, you're <laughs> in your 30s. You know not to deal with fuckboys anymore. I think that's the main thing that I realized when I became 30. Like fuckboys are just you can see them from miles away.
0: They're kind of like a single-use appliance. Like they don't really. Y- you got to understand mm-hmm. that sometimes a little fuckboy is like <laughs> a plastic a little- fork. Yeah, exactly. Like a little spice on your tongue. Like it, it just kind of like livens things up. You're not looking for commitment. You're not looking for anything. You're just looking for some free and easy fun. The best part is, is that when you're dating, when you're older, you don't generally get caught up in a lot of the games that you used to get right. caught up in. So you can just be like, all right, this was great. Time for you to go home. No, I would not like a spaghetti dinner. Please go <laughs> like vacate my, <laughs> my premises. So I can go and get a good night's sleep. I don't need to share my bed with yeah. anybody.
1: So for fair. And yes, you go back to your home and I will go to my home and we do not share any homes. We don't need to share right. any home.
0: <laughs> we shared a moment. No, I think that's a Let's common thing
2: for for people and women, um, especially like I know in this day and age, it's totally different than other generations and whatever. There's a million things going on now too, but people don't want to share Homes and beds as much as we were kind of like forced to before in the past, so I think that's like a new like liberation for women is like you know what, and w- women are more independent. I don't need to share a home with you, and I certainly do not want to share my bed with you. Like guys can be really gross; they're all sweaty and. Sweaty. I mean, I love it, but <laughs> I,
0: <laughs> I see why I, I see the appeal. There's definitely an appeal there. I mean, God, I, I mean why you, why you would like to date? I mean, those are, these are all wonderful things, but um, like a little bit, I'm going to go into a bit of my story. So I was in a very long-term relationship for a significant period of my life. I entered it in my twenties, full of optimism. I exited it um, in my late thirties and arguably pessimistic (laughs) because I was leaving something where it was arguably a dysfunctional relationship. So it left me feeling very scared. Um, But knowing that there was more to life than what I was currently experiencing in my relationship. And I left that and I feel like a lot of women could relate because when I left my relationship, And it was so dysfunctional in a way that, you know, he cheated on me. He wasn't there for me. Like when I woke up, when I came out of surgery, he wasn't there. My mom was there. So like little functional things where your life partner is supposed to have your back. Mine wasn't. And I have
2: goosebumps right now and I hate him already.
0: (laughs) Oh, I'm not fond of him myself these days. But he um, I ended up having a moment where I had to get out of the relationship. There was no tolerating what was going on anymore and I had to get out. So I left the relationship and I was incredibly terrified. I was going into the dating world as somebody who had a lot of, you know, not just baggage. I had a six-piece matching luggage set that I was carting with me everywhere I went. I didn't know who I was. First off, I had lost a sense of self and identity. Anything that I thought that I wanted. Oh, actually, I didn't know what I wanted. Everything that I wanted was basically in context of what I was allowed in my relationship. So I had to start thinking of myself very differently. I uh, didn't think I was somebody that was worthy of love. I didn't feel beautiful anymore. I felt completely like... Undesirable because I was coming into it as an as an older woman, uh, because I mean when I went into it, you're in your twenties, your body is like a race car, life is great, totally. You know, like people will fall over yeah. their their feet to talk to you, and it's just a very different experience. You also don't give a shit. Like I, when I was dating in my twenties, I didn't care if the guy was like I aspire to be a pro longboarding champion. And in my off time, I'm just like slinging hot dogs at a hot Dog stand. I did You're like, not Ooh, care. you like, he's adventurous.
1: You're like, this is fun. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm like, this is going to go so cute. Great.
0: He's got a future. Like, guys, what about yeah. this guy? I'm like, oh, he's going to be a professional longboarder. Like, him and I are going to be like this. Like, he's going to be my like, We're going to travel
1: all over the world and he's hot. So, what else <sighs> do you his, really want? On his longboard, I'll just sit in the front. So oh, I'll just ride on his longboard with him
0: we don't need a car okay we have a longboard that's it it's fine it's environmentally friendly (laughs) and um so like that was a big difference so whenever I was coming into it my perspective on what I wanted was very different first of all I had to create a new relationship with myself because I just didn't feel in that I didn't feel adequate in any which way and the stories that I was getting from my single friends were very grim like they were just telling me horrible like it's a cesspool um, dating is right now is garbage. Uh, guys don't care. They disappear, et cetera, et cetera. So I went into it like petrified, absolutely mm-hmm. terrified, thinking that and I'm sure I had it was like offer. really
2: unrecognizable for you. Um, oh. Totally. In the terms of even just technology and like dating apps and shit, I'm sure that wasn't even a thing when you went into it.
0: No. <laughs> it wasn't. Like, there was a whole evolution no. and lifetime. That I just was not a part of. Like yeah. you're right. Like it I felt like I in some ways I had come out of jail. Like the door is open. I yeah. went back into the world and I was like, wow, um, cars are electric now and yeah. you know, women have the vote. <laughs> like everything was different. Yeah. Yeah. It's so, unrecognizable, I think. <laughs> totally unrecognizable. But I mean,
1: that's that's really valid points though, because you have mentioned that the relationship wasn't super loving or great. Like, basically, it sounds like it was toxic. But even still, there is that like safety that comes with a relationship, whether it's mm-hmm. toxic or not. Well, with the leaving it as well. is terrifying. terrifying. Even if you're like, okay, we broke up on amicable terms. Like, everything's great. We were just, you know, it was our Time was over, but, and then still entering the dating field is like really scary because everything is new. Like it's a new start in every direction mm-hmm. that you're looking. And then, yeah, like adding, you know, that time frame difference where apps are just popping up all over the place now. Like you, how do you know which one to pick? Is this the right way to f- meet people? Like then you have your friends being like, oh, dating sucks. Like, it's just, oh my God. Yeah. Like I, I feel it overwhelmed for anybody
0: it was that would be
1: like going into it
2: in that space oh and not to mention like the small like you know facets of what you just said there lauren like i remember my first time going on an app i had a very similar situation to you and where i like came out of a really long-term relationship and then i'm like okay apps are the thing now and the first i downloaded tinder because i'm like oh let's try this the first thing that the guy on tinder said to me the very first conversation ever was like you look like a girl likes to like get fucked and rammed and i'm like like what is happening It is like a minute out of this 10 year relationship I'm like okay I ew, this is hideous You're
1: like this is different from what I remember yeah like <laughs> I went
2: into this like where guys like ask you on a date and now it's ask like for your that. your number I'm like oh. And then it took me a while and I started to love the apps. Not because of that guy, but, <laughs> you know, they were fun. But <laughs> He really paved the way. Yeah, Well, he broke me in. There was no, you know, no pussyfooting around that one. And he didn't gently ease you in, you know, it was just straight out of the gate.
0: Yeah. yeah. And they do that. Like, yes, yeah, they do. It's this unfortunate thing where um, we have, like, I came into this world of dating and, like, we've kind of set up this whole landscape is completely changed. And I am struggling to find identity in it, but I'm like, I'm committed to going out on dates because I'm thinking in my head, I need to practice. So they, they, wow. They really ran the gamut. They (laughs) (laughs) like the first date that I had with a guy was a guy that owned a candy company and we were sitting there he first of all he shows up and he's wearing like we went to bar Ravel, and he was just wearing garbage like he just didn't even put effort in. it was just like this plaid shirt he was scruffy like i I was like are you i i feel offended that you didn't put effort in anyway we sit down we're having a conversation and although that does sound more like
2: my type of guy (laughs) i'm like just send him over over that i feel like
1: i envisioned him like smelling like sugar and then just like like wearing like a striped like candy striped shirt or something and whipping out a lollipop basically i envisioned willy wonka so
0: okay like he was more of like a he had like a furry face like he had you know a beard and he was scruffed like he just unkempt up chest alley. <laughs> <laughs> yeah
2: I'm he was an unkempt problem
0: <laughs> <laughs> well here's where the problem was I was like okay I'm gonna sit I'm gonna entertain this this is my first date let's have a chat let's see where this goes and as which a by the progress- way is a really good
2: perspective I think um for anyone dating especially you. when you're in your 30s especially when you're out of practice like staying positive good good on you
0: let's let's see where this goes um, first of all, he didn't really look like any of his photos. Right. So I was expecting oh. something very different. We sat and we talked and it, it, he starts like bringing up kids. Like he has what seems like a million kids. So as the night is going on, there's <laughs> new children that pop up. And I was like, how many kids do you have? Cause it started, you were like, I have an 18 year old. I'm like that. Okay. Like,
1: also, how old are you?
0: <laughs> it, well, he was not as young as his photos. I will say that. And then it just got to the point where I was like fed up. I was like, who, this guy is just out of control. You have, he's like five kids. He slowly like drip feeding me as we go along. He's like, oh yeah, yeah, I've got, you know, my twins were really into this. And I'm like, dude, do you think you could have listed that you have kids in your profile? Especially like a plethora kid. of children. Five. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like... I have a
1: slight army yeah. of uh, <laughs> chill offspring in my home. Exactly. Is that going to be a problem?
0: I'm going out on a date with who is it? Like Baron Von Trapp. I'm like, I <laughs> am not interested in going and being like the nanny to your brood of children. And the conversation like, at one point he said something really rude to me. And, and I said to him, and I was like, well, oh, he asked, like, how old are your pictures? And I take pictures of myself all the time. No, no tea, no shade. And I was like, well, I mean, the oldest one is probably a month old. And I said, but more accurately, how old are your photos? Mm. And he's like, oh, I'm like, okay, they're from when you were in university or whatever. I was like, I'm 25 years old, approximately, (laughs) in his prime. So I got (laughs) up, I paid for the bill, and I got out of there. And then he follows me and he tries to kiss me. Meanwhile, I leap over. I was like, I'm out of here. I was like a gazelle. I leapt over the snowbank. I slid. I got to the door of my oh. car. I got in it and I peeled out and I was dying laughing. I was like, what did this guy think was going to happen? I. He's like, what? The five kids didn't do it for you? I'm shocked. I was like, exactly. Oh, when you
2: ran out of here and fled me, I took that as an invitation. <laughs> And wow, guys like, are idiots.
0: <laughs> it was, but it was well, a good that one for sure. First, it was a good first experience. I'll say that, and I mean, like it. it the thing is, like, kind of set the bar really quickly, a little low.
2: Yeah, it's not the best first experience. I will say.
0: <laughs> no,
1: but I mean, there's You're lots like, of other. Where do we go from here? Only app, hopefully.
2: Yeah, I guess that is the benefit of it. Like, you, I mean, and I've had some bad ones too, really bad ones, um, which does sometimes feel like there's just no hope um
0: but then it then it comes it's it's kind of like a it's a long-term play first off i think it's really important that yeah. that when one is going back into dating if they were like me they were in a relationship they're going back into dating even if they're single, it's really important that you like your own company. You can't go into a date with an expectation that that person is going to be your life partner. It just is. That's putting in an unnecessary pressure on getting to know another person for who they are and what they could be offering. Just, just enjoy yeah. their company. Yeah. And that was something I I learned very, very early on. And I was Good okay you. with that. Um, But... And I, I mean, really trans kind of that actually is the one thing that transformed the whole dating experience for me because I was, as I said, I was going into it and I had this expectation of, you know, people are not going to like me or I'm not going to be pretty enough. Or I'm not going to be skinny enough. And there was all these things that I was never enough. I just didn't think I was worthy of love. And I had to take a step back and I had to really take a look at who I was and all the things that make me me. And I had to date myself for a while. And it was a really important, it was a really important period. And I'm really grateful. That's an
1: amazing like statement actually to say though. Um, I think, you know, if someone took anything from this episode if you are a single person entering the dating scene. Regardless uh, or of still how old you are. on the dating scene. Yeah, regardless. At any age, I think, yeah. Dating yourself also, like, you know, same kind of thing. Loving yourself. But dating yourself is an interesting way of putting it. Because loving yourself, you know, we all should. We all have our things that we don't like about ourselves, of course. Um, but I think... To me, when you say that, it's like, who am I on a date? Or who would I be in a relationship? And like, what are my characteristics? What is my personality there? And would I like that about me? Yeah. You kind of have to question yourself and like, re- like introspect, like, okay, if someone did this, how am I going to react? Okay, if I react that way, is that going to, you know, freak someone out or yeah. push someone away? And is that the right way to react? So I think that's, a, again, an interesting perspective because it means a little bit more and something different than just like oh I'm comfortable with myself or I love myself it's like who am I in a relationship because we yeah. are all different when we're in relationships like who you are you know alone in your room is one person but who you are to another
2: person you have yes. a different version of yourself
0: you are you have a totally different version. I also of yourself. think
2: that when you start examining it that way you you start to like I guess ask for or want st- different things from the next relationship you go into it. So you have different mm-hmm. expectations, different pressures that you would put on that relationship when you spend time with yourself and really analyze yourself and really get to know what you like. And yes. I just think it's more healthy
0: all around. When you're dating yourself, it's it's about being confident and accepting that there is no guarantees in life. There's no guarantee that – and this I don't want to be just like sad. I don't want to bring them this shroud of – of darkness, but I think it's really important that when you're going into dating as a single person, that there is no guarantee that you're going to walk out with your life partner. And at the end of the day, regardless of whether you have somebody or you don't, you always have yourself. And what I did when I was in my long-term relationship is I lost myself. Mm. I allowed someone else to be the more important the relationship more important than me more important than my needs more important things that just make me happy I sacrificed a lot of myself in order to support another person now if he's listening that to this right now he probably has a very different perspective um, of course win-win I have the mic so fuck you <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there's a reason why you are my ex right yeah so <laughs> I hope he
2: listens now, Amen, yeah. sister. <laughs> I know. I hope. I would
0: be great. Um, but I mean, truth of the matter is, is that I, I had to learn to love myself, and I had to learn that my what I wanted out of dating is I wanted to enjoy meeting new people, and if somebody made it to the second date, the third date, the whatever, mm-hmm. three months down the road, however long they are in my life, is that they get to experience me for all that I am, oh, and I that love this. I have the ability to just express myself freely in the relationship. I wanted to live in the possibility of that I am deserving of love, that I am a friendly person, that I am communicative, and I always have, um, I'm not selfish, and I'm not looking to take advantage of anybody. I just want to have somebody who feels like they can, I want somebody to look at me. I know I'm declaring my intent. I want someone to look at good. me and just see me as being magic. Like, I want them to look at me and say, wow, she's tenacious. She's a hustler. She's hardworking. She's kind. She's really good cook. And she's fucking sexy. Like, I, that would be, that's it. And no matter what I do in my life, I want them to look at me with that fondness. And I want to dance in that space with them. I want to be able in turn to look at them and say, wow, you know, this guy is amazing. He's smart. He's so well put together and he's ambitious. And I love the things that he does. And it's kind of like this mutual, you know, this mutual uh, dance that we have where not one person is more important than the other. We just kind of appreciate each other for who they are and what they bring to the table. Um, Mm -hmm. And that's, I think that's a really amazing thing and I I when I date now, as I said, I I kind of just appreciate the time that I have with that person. If it's just a night, if it's more than that, I'm okay with it. And I'm willing to just kind of listen to my heart and just go down that path. And I've had really I Aww. I've slept with. I mean, I've slept with a lot of guys. I'm quite proud of this fact at Good this for point you. because, yeah, because <laughs> I am for you, yeah. Why not? Like, I, I am still human. I'm still alive. Like, let's enjoy this world. If this is, if this is the only life I have, I'm not going to sit at being sad and and feeling like I'm less than because I don't have a partner. I just don't feel that way. I don't believe that. So, but also I,
1: being a woman, like you, I'm glad you said that. Un ashamedly too because you know proud. it's still a thing yeah like you're proud and as you should be like if that's what you want and that's what makes you happy and it's all consensual and all the good stuff then more power to you because I think you know we're still as women we're still like labeled with the like oh you've had that many partners while well, you're a slut whereas men are like I'm on my nine 900- hundred fifty thousandth person yeah. and you're like, good dude. Yeah, like, good. Yeah, but you still
0: don't know where the clit is. Like,
1: yeah. Oh God. Well. Wow.
2: No, I'm I will- proud of you for getting out there too, because when you're in a relationship, obviously most people aren't doing that. And and if you are, then I hope it's uh consensual. You it's know polyamorous. Yeah. We hope you're polyamorous, not just a big fat cheater. But anyways, um so good for you because there's not always all the time that you get to do that. And it's no. fucking fun. It's fun. Yeah,
1: and I think that's, I mean, I can't speak to that because I've been married for a fair amount of time um, and very happy in my marriage. But like, I do think that that is an important thing to say. It is fun and it's okay to be fun. Like, it's You not lived vicariously that...
2: through me when I was going through yes, my.
1: <laughs> exactly. I did. It's, some parts I,
2: you know, could Were shuddering without, but... and <laughs> disgusted by. <laughs> Are you thinking of the spit in the mouth again? <laughs> Yeah, always. No. my go-to. Wait, what? No, there's a lot. Of, I have stories too, girl. And there's a lot of like crazy guys out there. Yeah, and Jess finds them all. I found all of them. Like I was single for... Every single one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I found all of them. And, you know, a lot of the time it was fun. Some of the times I, I also ran into my car and couldn't have got out of there <laughs> fast enough. I've been like yelled at and oh God, people are fucked.
0: (laughs) But it was so fun. (laughs) It's fun. I mean, I I have, I really enjoy dating. I really enjoy being, going out and I, I enjoy the whole ritual. I enjoy the whole experience. And I love meeting so many different people. And I love meeting so many different men who I get to see them in a romantic context. And I think there's something really beautiful about it because I also get to experience myself through the eyes of other people. Mm-hmm. So people who find me attractive or enamored yes. by me and are trying to woo me, and it's being sitting in that presence, I find it really empowering, and I I love it. I feel yeah. like channeling my inner Blanche Deborah when I go out into the world. For anybody who loves who Golden Girls, that? I mean, you get it.
2: Okay, sorry. It's Golden, Golden Girls, Girls. I know Blanche Debaro. <laughs> a, a minute before my time. I'm sorry. <laughs> Look, I'm sorry. You can watch. Jess it. It's is on Prime. A lot younger than us. It is on Prime.
0: <laughs> Okay. <laughs> oh I'm like uh, I will watch I I watch a lot of I consume a lot of content or have you watched the Bridgertons right now not That's yet all of that. I want
1: yeah to. I keep hearing and I haven't either it's good do you recommend
0: highly recommend okay. I highly recommend and it's actually heard good things it's incredibly interesting I will say this okay look going back to you um going out and and just hooking up with guys let me tell you this so it's also, we're in a really, well, I, I because I'm single, am in a really lucky place because this is the first time, I think pretty much in history, that women who are older than 20 have the ability and the access to go out and date and explore their sexuality in a post-shame world. Because up until this time, even in the 90s, even in the early 2000s, we were still doing a lot of slut-shaming. We were still doing a lot yeah, of totally. de-incentivizing women from going out and enjoying themselves and accessing their sexuality. And it it and dating still is a very recent thing. Like dating is only something that started in the 20th century. It did not really exist before the 1900s. So we only have about like 100 years of us doing this ritual. And it had evolved. So it took a while. Like we... Dating as we know it didn't really come about until about like, we'll say the maybe the late fifties, maybe like the sixties. Before that, when people were going out on a date, it really was with the intent of of finding a partner.
1: And before it was like the nineteen hundreds,
0: like yeah, yeah, I was gonna say it's like courtships, yeah. right?
1: Like that's what there was a more of a setup. Like it was, yeah. I, I don't think arranged was maybe the, is the right word for. Um, like, the North American culture, uh, but still there was, like, families that were
2: encouraged to – Well, and certain yeah, things like, that you had come to together. do or not do, you know what I mean? Like, let's go for a milkshake and then if we have a good night, maybe next year we'll get married. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, there's certainly no living
1: together. There wasn't really any testing the waters either. Or like, no. yeah,
2: being together for several years or having a kid all without wedlock, you know, like any of that stuff.
0: Oh, it's like this idea before was you were marrying somebody because it had to do with social status and it had with financial security. For women. And that's what yep. that was, right?
1: And, and there's lack of rights, right? Yeah. Like totally. we've talked about this before too is like divorce rates. Um, well, divorce as a whole – is still pretty recent for, like, like women to initiate um, and be able to do, like, you know, maybe only, like, 30, 40 years because we didn't have the financial stability mm-hmm. because we were dependent on a man. You were the homemaker and the man was the breadwinner. And if you left, you lost everything. And as a woman, it's not like there was, like, this huge – World that was available to you at that time, yeah, no opportunities to get a career that could support you and potentially children, right? Without yeah. the assistance of a man, absolutely. Like, and it was the, nothing was in your favor. The law was not in favor. You, we were considered property, right? So, yeah. like, that's a whole other thing. But, but <laughs> I mean,
0: it's true. I it's mean, disgusting. women were were commodities. We were bought, sold, and traded. We were indentured servants to our our spouses. And it's still like there's small little like remnants of that it exists, like when at least now we have the choice on whether we want to take someone's last name- mm-hmm. um I didn't when I got married. I also didn't it was it was that and that was a conversation too. I remember I had to say to him, I'm like, but I'm not I have always been my identity as Marie Nicola. my identity is not as your property, I'm not a missus." I am a miss like I am an individual mm-hmm. and I want to be appreciated as that and there's like small little remnants of my like defiance and my <laughs> independence Good that I maintain along the
1: way but but I, I feel the same I was like there's still contention over that in my re- almost uh 12-year relationship it's just that I it, like he comes at it from like that traditional pride standpoint whereas I'm like yeah but who cares like, yeah, it who doesn't gives it? Matter. no one calls me, like, by my full name. Like, if I, <laughs> I'll use my, like, married last name, um, you know, in certain instances. But also, like, if, like truth be told, like, I'm also kind of lazy. And I was like, that's a lot of paperwork. Oh, that's, I just don't care for that. But yeah. yeah, I same thing, though. I identified as Lauren McMillan. That's who I am. That's who I've always been. And I don't think, like, I, I don't need to change that. For what? Like what is the real reason? I'm not your property and the reason you did change it is because you
0: did become someone's property. Exactly. You lost, you were no longer a part of your original family. You were, you were sold. You would, I mean back in the day it was a dowry that came with it and you like were sold. (laughs) Literally sold. really all you can say. (laughs) Like (laughs) <laughs> like here's some cash, here's a goat, and you know, here here's you go. Wife. Take yeah. take the woman. <laughs> take my daughter. And get her out of here. Um, let her, you know, hopefully she'll produce lots of children for you and she'll keep a happy home and she will train your children to be either good future wives or good upstanding sons and and that's her job. Like she'll play out her days until you know, she no longer is has any sexual um value and that's it. So relationships and marriage were so transactional yeah. and courtship was really just like hey it's time for a woman and you'll see this if you watch the Bridgertons um, is that they would have like a period where it's social season and now the women are going out and men are coming in and they would vibe for their hands and then the woman would make the choice or her family would help her make that choice based upon you know status and financial security and that was it. And And even if uh, they had
2: like a meeting or, you know what I mean? Like it's all based off a short period of time. There's no getting to know somebody or for them or anything like
0: that. No, it didn't really exist. And then when you got into the 1900s, things started to shift a little bit. And this notion of romantic love started to kind of become more regular and it was more accepted. There was also things that were starting to pop up like, uh, dating in like the early 1900s very very different now I mean it still was kind of like you go out with somebody and it was the intent to marry um, but ultimately the things started to open up like women started to go to university women started to go out and participate politically women started to go out into the world and start and university is probably the best example is that they go to these institutions and there there would be lots of potential husbands
2: have you seen mona lisa smile it's one of my favorite movies ever with julia roberts with tons of uh tons of actresses but in this it's uh, i wish i could tell you when it was set but uh it's back then when they started going to university but they all the girls in the university were only there a- until they found a husband and then like once you're in university you're you kind of like drop out and go and go to the home And you're taught, like, courses in university about, you know, running a a household and shit like that and how to, like, entertain your husband's boss when he comes over and how to cook a good meal, but... And other things, obviously, there's other things taught in university, but that was the still the expectation, even when they were going to school and getting educated. And in Julia Roberts character was like, are you what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, do not just go marry him. Like, you're so smart. Go to law school. And, you know, it was it was a thing back then.
0: You know, it's the balance of you had society and then you had your, your own motivations and women were just trained and we still were like up until very, very recently. We were trained and we were encouraged to kind of put ourselves aside and take on a lot of emotional burden and a lot of responsibility and relationships. So dating was like. I feel like dating for a long time was like way more fun for guys because they'd go out, they'd entertain some girls. Yeah. You'd have to buy some dinner, but whatever. Like women had to giggle and look pretty and be sexually attractive and smell nice and be perfect in every single way. And if they committed to a relationship, they sacrificed large swaths of who they were and their motivations and their desires in order to accommodate for another person. And it just seemed like a, it seemed like such a sentence. Like it's such a, yeah. You know, and then you have like your pop stars coming out and they're starting to break that down. Like Cher, uh, Marilyn Monroe, um, like pop star celebrities that were coming out and they were showing the possibility of kind of like the sexually available and somewhat liberated women. Mae West, my God, Mae West is like one of my favorites. She's a actress from the golden age of Hollywood. And she herself, I think, was like 40 years old when she started. And she's very famous as being a very sexually explicit mainstream pop culture celebrity. That was what she did. She was super sexy. And they started to introduce and start planting these seeds so that once we got into like women's liberation, yeah, dating still was about finding a future partner, but there was a lot more fun (laughs) to be had in it uh and then i think like one of the biggest gifts to women was the birth control pill which also oh my god yes yes
2: (laughs) and then the next biggest gift to women will be when the men get the birth control pill as well (laughs) (laughs) no right or Um, some form of that outside of condoms but yes
1: um i mean yeah like dating certainly has seriously evolved over you know the last century decades um But I think there's still so much, like, stigma around dating in your 30s, in your 40s, 50, like, anything over 30, basically, Mm -hmm. um, that, like, you get the, like, you know, behind the backs, like, well, what's wrong with them? Like, why, you know, why aren't they settled down? And, you know, like, you better find someone soon. And then I think it puts a lot of pressure more. Yeah, I think it puts a lot of pressure more on women because – there's this whole idea that if, like, well, A, we do have a biological clock. Um, so if you are someone who wants children, like, it is better to have them when you're younger. You just, like, face less risks um, as you're older. But, I mean, I think that the women kind of get into this, like, fear. Like, they they kind of become desperate, maybe. Um, yeah. and, and so it's sort of like, okay, well, this guy's good enough. And... And I'm talking based on, you know, things I've heard from friends and other people and sort of like in the media um, that, you know, we lower our standards and our expectations because there's this like urgency to get into a relationship, do all the things, get engaged, get married, buy the puppy, buy the house, have the kids and like kind of in that order. And obviously, lots of people do it very differently or not at all, which is all fantastic. Um, But I still think like there is that pressure that's still looming. And, you know, I, I, I wish that that could be more alleviated for like this group of people that are single in their 30s and
0: so on. Yeah, it's you got to have this goes back to the you've really got to know yourself and you got to know what you want. And you got to be clear on that, because if you're not, you will start making some choices that are based upon what the world wants for you.
2: Exactly. You'll just like fall victim to the pressures of the world when that might not even be something you cared about or ever saw for yourself. But if enough people are, like, driving that home, you're kind of like, okay, okay, I
1: I better get married. I guess that's something I should be doing, or at least in a committed relationship. But I think for you, Marie, like, it's an important story to tell that you were in a long-term relationship, unfortunately, and I think this is really common in a lot of women and not just women, but like people can relate, mostly women, (laughs) let's be real, um, do lose that identity or their identity is the relationship or even their partner. But you went through all that. It, you know, unfortunately was toxic. It wasn't, you came out of it a little bit jaded and pessimistic, but as time went on, you like learn from it. And when you felt comfortable entering the dating scene, you took that lesson with you and that kind of painted a clearer picture for you to say like, okay, this is what I definitely don't want and this is what I do want and I'm comfortable with myself and I would love to date myself and I have a lot to offer and I am deserving of love and you kind of seem, and correct me if I'm wrong, that you took dating anybody, like just at face value, one day at a time. Like there wasn't this like, Okay, so we've been on three dates. Like, when do we talk about this? Or I wonder if we'll end up moving in together. Or like, oh, I hope he wants kids. Like, just the instant like that, the self-talk that happens. And, you know, I feel like you had a good handle on all that and didn't do that to yourself.
0: I mean, there was, I will say there was one guy I went out with and I, and he was like, I'm sorry, like, I am not interested in dating you, like, seriously, um and i ended up having an imaginary relationship with him for like months like this chrissy would she, i mean whenever it's a little further along i'm sure she will make fun of me ruthlessly for it so chrissy be my partner on alt popper beat uh because she lived through that that poor girl because i was like
1: oh. uh, but you had an imaginary relationship with him in, in when you were still seeing each other, or you were not no. seeing each other, and you were still like continuing <laughs> this relationship, you were not
0: seeing okay. each other, and I was like, okay. I knew in my heart of hearts that he was not cool, but I was still trying to like do that dance, and he was—he still does not miss an Instagram story of mine. Like he tunes in, he will not like an Instagram post that I makes, but he does that whole hover thing where he orbits my content. And that's when I started to learn about some of the unique traits of dating in in this 21st century world or being one of them. That is a thing. I'm sorry.
1: I know this like topic is like kind of cut down the middle for people but I think if someone is like you said not missing one single story no how no matter how stupid it is how quick it is whatever and they are they're popping up in that list of viewers every single time and if you're someone who posts a lot that's like time like I feel like there's intention there um and Ugh, and and guys, with the you might same, hate me, but
2: I disagree so I 100%. I know
1: you do because, and then there is that other trend of not liking any of the posts though, because it's sort of they think they're like, I don't know, way too cool living in the shadows. Like, oh, if I don't like the post, then she can't be like, oh, you like this and you're obviously like going through all my content but it's like you can totally just like brush off oh yeah I was watching everybody's stories because they obviously play one after another so I I don't know I I just I do believe I do put stock into the fact that if someone is not missing a single one for like a good amount of time there's something going on
2: there you know how to test this and I've checked on my own if you do like three or four in a row and then if they're watching the first one, okay, that could be an accident because, like, I always just scroll. You know, I'm not seeing who's next. But if they're still sticking around for the fourth one, then that means they've watched all of them. Oh, girl. I agree.
1: And I've had that experience. And I was right. <laughs> on my like thinking there, so.
0: <laughs> there is an interesting thing, I will tell you. Um, well, I'll talk about like the guy in my imaginary thing in a bit. But I will tell you <laughs> that there's some fun things you can find out. So if you are, yes, I agree, if they tune in until the end, they've clicked into every story. And you're all like, ugh, why are you spending so much time looking at my content? Now, if you're really curious to see if they're really into your stuff, Look at how they, where their position is in the queue of all the people that look at your stories. Why? But that, I heard that's not a thing. No, it's a thing. I, so I've heard both. Okay,
2: that, tell me. What is it?
1: Like if they come up first every time, that's because they're on all your content. They are following everything, you, like, well, your stories. You can't tell on your post, obviously, but if they're like... You know, at the top, then they're like almost waiting for your content.
2: But how do you wait for something? So that- they
0: engage. It means that they're engaging with your content. It means that they're they're going to visit your profile. They're pulling up pictures. They are, um, they're watching every story. They're watching it play through. Like they're not flipping through or swiping. They're watching I want to
2: check this out.
1: There is an algorithm there, and I thought so. And the, but there's been so many like different opinions on that, being like, oh, it doesn't mean anything. There isn't an algorithm. But there I is. feel like, well, then why would why would it change? And like, what? So in my experience, same thing. This person was at the top of the list every single
0: time. He wanted a little piece of Lauren. That's what he wanted. <laughs>
2: yeah, I want to know. Okay, it's so funny. I'm looking at a story now. <laughs>
0: So everyone who, at the top is
2: Kayla then my boyfriend then my sister-in-law then my best friends then Lauren <laughs> so it's so right. funny because these are the people that would be commenting and engaging and all up on my shit
0: exactly wow sorry I'm so,
2: really baffled right now I had no I don't know any of this stuff that's that's good to know
0: it's like the secret life of social so um I learned a lot of really important things when I was having this beautiful imaginary relationship with somebody who. Can I just
2: say, though, I'm glad you're calling it an imaginary relationship. I'm glad that you are like so owning it. it. So being really realistic (laughs) about it, like instead of being like that guy ghosted me like, you know, or whatever, like you're just like. It is what it fucking is. <laughs>
0: he was very polite. He told me straight out that he was not interested. We were going to go out on a date. I think girls should really take
2: that for face value. If somebody says they do not run in a relationship, again, no matter what age you're at, just fucking believe them. Like, God, yeah. why? You're not going to try and change their mind if you have respect for yourself. Sorry, babe.
0: No, you're not. Like, I... I stayed away from him. I wasn't reaching out to him, but then he was kind of like reaching out to me. Like I was doing live streams and he would tune in and he would ask Mm -hmm. questions and then he would sometimes call me or leave me voice notes. And it was just very confusing. So I was like, in the end I just got fed up. But truth of the matter is, is that uh, I learned a lot of really important things on how social media worked based upon, again, this imaginary relationship, because I was trying to understand the motivation behind him giving me these little breadcrumbs but I have to remember at the end of the day if he's like I'm not interested he's not interested there's no games here guys are not that complicated the other thing that I thought was really interesting that I learned was that the the concept of so as a woman I would see him tuning in my stories and I thought that meant that he was interested in me in some degree I was getting a little bit of attention from him he was watching me and I was excited for it and I wanted to do the dance now Truth of the matter is, that doesn't mean anything. So if there's anybody listening to this right now and they're like, oh, there's a guy I have a crush on and we dated for a little bit and then he ghosted, but he's still orbiting my stories. I will tell you right now, that means nothing. Guys have this weird thing in their head. And this is another thing I learned because I started to dive into. I'm all about society and culture. So I have my favorite uh, sources for psychology. I have my favorite sources for people who are telling you the people's motivations behind things. It's part of also what it is to be a marketer. Uh, so there was this one fantastic guy, and he, I can't remember his name off the top of my head, but he was saying that. Truth of the matter is guys, when they are orbiting you, it's they are just looking for a little bit of attention from you without actually having to commit to you. So in a weird way, they are having, they are also having an imaginary relationship with you. They're getting a little bit, whenever you post that story and you post that little video, they get a little bit of you. They get a little bit of your time. They get a little bit of that sparkle without any emotional connection whatsoever.
1: So do you think, though, that is like in their minds, and I would assume women maybe do this too, do you think they're looking for like a little clue or something that they believe, oh, this post was sort of like to get my attention. So she's giving me her attention by posting in that like shirt she knows I like. Or like, for example, is that part of it or is it just so like... There's nothing. It's just this dance, like you said.
0: It's just a dance. It's then a why game. bother? What the fuck do they get out of this? Move on. They too. get to see someone that they're like, oh, she's cute. When like I get a little of attention from her, it's and like it's a
2: serotonin hit.
0: Yeah, or? it's like a little scratch. Guys are just These like simple so much creatures. Better I mean, ways
2: to get that.
0: <laughs> there's so many better ways, but I mean, think of it as like uh, an evolution of of a pinup photo. Like guys used to love collecting pictures of beautiful women. Um, for them to have intimate moments with. And they would have, like, they would create, like, these scenarios. And this woman is, like, this fantasy with social no, media. I was say, so it's kind of just, like, fantasizing, right? Yeah. But there is no... It doesn't mean that they want to have a relationship with you. Because if they did want to have a relationship with you, you would they know. would pursue you. You yes. would know. They would make time for you. Guys are incredibly wonderful in how they're simple and they're very direct. Yeah. And we, we, as the dating public really need to understand that again, just enjoy the time and don't read too much into it. If a guy is interested in you, he wants to pursue it and, and he will. Yeah. And I really, where I st- get stuck in the whole dating thing is that I have no problems being like, let's go for another date. Let's go and do this. Let's go and have a chat. Let's, I'm very like outgoing in that way. And I realize that that actually puts a lot of people off. And I'm like, all right, cool. You're not my kind of person. You think because Like like they feel
1: pressure. Or intimidated possibly. by your outgoing they want to be the ones to make that call like they want to initiate the next date or yeah. actually say the words like oh I'd like to have a next date with you do you, th- do you think you take that away from them in a sense
0: I think so sometimes oh, and well, I mean like if they're that. too threatened by that I'm like all right cool yeah. Well, yeah
1: fair I'm just trying to understand like some of the mentality behind it and yeah. maybe those are like those are the red flags to look for right like when you are dating someone new um it's like if they can't you know, if they kind of get all weird and freaked out by the idea of, like, going out again or doing something different, like, yeah, probably not going to work out. It's
0: not going to work <laughs> it's out. It's definitely you not. Because, I mean, like, I I am who I am. And yeah. if me asking for a date is something that's going to make you feel uncomfortable, well, we're going to have a very <laughs> hard time. Because <laughs> that's the I, tip of the iceberg, like, of that's your That's the tip of the iceberg. That's it. Like, I'm not it's again, you got to know who you are. You got to know what you want and you got to accept that you are beautiful. We are all made perfect. Like I am made perfect. And there is somebody out there who's just going to be excited to have all of this. And I'm excited to share that with them. And I can't wait to have that freedom to be in a relationship where I can truly be myself. And I'm really excited for it. But along the way, I kind of meet these wonderful people that teach me something new every single time. I learned from the the imaginary relationship guy. I, one, learned a little bit of how social media works. (laughs) And I also learned a little bit about, um, guys can be very honest. I also really appreciated how he did not ghost me. I mean, that's, I think, something else that I learned. Yes. And after that, when he took the time to send me a message saying, "I don't think I can give you the relationship that you want, or I don't think I can't remember, I don't think I can date you in the way that you want me to date you." I um, really appreciated that, and I have not ghosted anybody since. I've made a point that if I wasn't interested in somebody, I just didn't pff, disappear in the ether, I took the time to let them know that I was no longer interested. I think they're wonderful, uh, but I'm just not interested in dating them that way. And I think Good it's important. I think we really should normalize that. Actually,
1: because, yeah, seriously. Because A, that speaks to his maturity and just general respect for others, yep. um, as definitely respect for women. He didn't have to do that. But obviously, he was a decent human to say, like I wouldn't like this done to me if I was into somebody and she just ghosted me that would hurt and that would be upsetting and like you know lots of emotions that come with that but so I will give that person the art it's the old saying do it unto others as others as you would want others to do unto you unto you oh god I you got it that. <laughs> um, but kind of you know you get what I'm saying you get it um But I just think that is something that needs to be a little bit more normalized. Like if you think that you're going to hurt the person's feeling by saying like, you know what, you're awesome, but I don't think there's a relationship possibility here. If you think that's going to hurt them, so you think, okay, I'll just ghost you instead, that's the better <laughs> approach because logic? <laughs> you're really only saving yourself. Yes. Like that's very cowardly, yes. right? Like you're saving yourself the uncomfortable confrontation that could potentially arise from it. You're saving yourself from being kind of pulled into a longer conversation that you don't want to have, but also give other people the benefit of the doubt. I think if you're being honest with a person, they're going to be like, okay, okay thank you for that yeah good to know maybe they'll ask a few questions like well you know is there anything in particular or is there like and I would ask that just from more of like an educational standpoint like hey was I like you know did you find me a little this that or the other thing not that I would you know change who I am but it's just good to know because feedback is always good yeah exactly it's feedback and it's it's just learnings right
0: Absolutely. And the thing is, like, when you, you start dating somebody, and it's very early on. Anything can really just set, like, just go, OK, that's not the person for me. They could I could have ordered yeah. chicken soup instead of tomato soup. And that really turned them off. Like it could be anything and it could be so benign. And it doesn't matter. That's the thing. Like, if you're going to find somebody who's going to be your fit, you're going to find them. It, yeah. it, it's I, I have so much faith in who I am as an individual and, and, uh, the experience into itself that I don't really worry about. it. I'm like, okay, cool. It didn't work out. It didn't work out. And of course, like there's some, <laughs> there's some that are easier to say goodbye to than others. Yes. Um, <laughs> but you know, it is, it is what it is. Like I don't, I don't get too stressed out about it. Like He was the imaginary guy, (laughs) The imaginary relationship guy was one. That was the beginning of COVID. (laughs) It was actually a fun distraction too, because it gave me a reason to, I don't know, be pretty, take photos, share more of myself online. um, And just like, I, I don't know. As I said, you learn something new. So ghosting, I think is just a deplorable thing. Like if you disappear on somebody and you don't just give them closure you cause them to question themselves they have depression as a result there's a whole lot of there's a litany of mental illness that comes from it as they're working their way through it and a lot of it is confusion they don't understand what did they do wrong and i don't want someone to feel that way because i couldn't just send them a text message and say i had a lot of fun with you but i don't really see this going any further so, it's yeah, it sucks to say goodbye to somebody. It sucks that you might hurt someone's feelings. But I'd rather take a Band-Aid off quickly than do it really slowly and really painfully. Unless, of course, it was my ex. But for anyone else, they don't deserve that. That's not fair. <laughs> like, let them go off and live their lives.
2: Exactly. Most people do not want to be with someone who does not want to be with them. Like, bottom line, People don't want that. And if you could just send that quick text saying it's, you know, over blah, 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 uh, that you will spend like so much time, you will save so much time for that person stressing and analyzing when literally they can just move on that minute because most of the time it'd be like, even if they were stung, they're over it really freaking quick because it is what it is. It's the bottom line. They don't want to pursue it. Okay, done. Like there's yeah. nothing more to really go into there.
0: Nothing more.
1: Yeah, and I think I would like to believe that definitely is a courtesy that men and women are both doing, especially if you're dating, you know, in your, like, post-30s, right? Um, I think it should be a courtesy no matter what age, but, yeah. Actually, you know, we maturity, mental state, that. it's hard. Like, I mean, at 20, you're kind of like, ah, whatever. But, um, yeah, I do think that there is just like that level of respect that everybody should have for other people in general. Um, But one thing, and which is kind of the opposite of this part of the conversation, is do you find, Marie, that men that are older, again, 30s, 40s, 50s, um, obviously in your experience, I don't know if you've dated people in their 50s or above, but like I, I worked as a matchmaker for a little while and I had a lot of male clients and There was this whole trend within this group of men. Not all of them, but sorry to say most of them. And they were in their 40s and 50s and some even in their 60s. And they had an expectation that they would be matched for love. Like this isn't like a Ashley Madison type situation or company that I work for. It was supposed to be to find love. But they want someone in their 20s and 30s. And when I would propose these absolutely incredibly beautiful fun smart successful women closer to their age they almost well some of them actually literally did get like insulted and offended and angry with me they're like well what am I what am I gonna do with her like you know she's however old I'm like you're also that age like what are we talking about here I'm confused
2: and such a loser (laughs) yeah and
1: and it's so it's sort of like okay but like I don't understand. And so I left that role because I, you know, I'm a feminist for one. And for two, it was just like disgusting because, and again, I'm not blanketing men with this um, character, these characteristics, but I'm just saying like, I think this is where like some of social media, media in general comes into play where it's you're seeing all these like super sexual or sexualized women and they're so beautiful and young looking and filters and this and that and everything. And then this creates this idea, like, well, that's what I want and that's what I deserve. Yeah. And I can't even consider someone that's my age, that's on my level.
0: It's, um, I mean, I guess to say, like, guys, like, they want to have that fast car, they want to have mm-hmm. the young thing, the shiny car. I also want a fast car. I also want a fast <laughs> no. car, and let me tell yeah, you, I have a few want, we fast want maturity cars. And
2: reliability.
0: It's. I can't say like eh. all men are that way. I. I will say right now. Of course not. Where I am really loving it is that. Older women are having a moment because we have started to blow the lid off on what people's expectation of women who age look like and how they should behave. JLo, Shakira, I mean, let's yes. name some celebrities that are really holding down. Even like Beyonce. Beyonce is looking great. She's like, she's pushing 40 at this point And I, they're all really beautiful. They're all really sexual, and they're really very active women. There's nothing about them that's unattractive, and they're they are attractive to men of all different ages. Um, but I think at the end of the- but do you think that's also though like they're uber rich too, so they
1: have access to things oh, yeah. to help them look a certain way. That yes, me. Does I do not like I mean I cannot. Well, you have genetics, and so we do. We most yeah Aww. everyone has genetics, and thank you. <laughs> um, I mean, all of us here have genetics definitely working in our favor. I have to say that. Well, thank but, you. But I mean, I think that's that. So for me, that's kind of part of the problem. Is that that is like where our standards are? Like oh well, like you know JLo's fifty and look at her. Well, yeah, but it's jlo, like. Is the average 50-year-old woman looking like that? And is that what the expectation is? Like, well, you don't look like JLo, so
0: sorry, bye. You're like a like, old
2: and washed up and not an option. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's unrealistic. It's
0: totally unrealistic. And at the end of the day, guys, I, I, there's like a beautiful song written by Todrick Hall that's called Yas, which means, stands for You Ain't Shit. Like, you ain't shit. <laughs> Amazing. Your dog ain't shit. your 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 nephew is cute but his uncle's a dick like you ain't shit but at the end of the day we are just humans like who am i who am i i'm just a girl that's out there who wants to get and date people and that's great if there's somebody who is is the same age as me and they they want to dismiss dating me because of my age i mean fine then you probably would get along better with somebody who is uh younger more impressionable and will put up with this you know yes. baggage that you seem to be carrying with you right now and it's kind of yes. like some men just want to have that shiny thing on their arm and that's great mm-hmm. like go and have at it you're you're no prize <laughs> to anyone are you kidding me like yeah. men die before women I mean unless you're rich <laughs> am I really interested in <laughs> spending we hope you are rich exactly like <laughs> It's like, what do you have to offer at the end of the day? Like, you, cause you're a guy? No, I'm sorry, that doesn't mean anything. I feel like we're in an age where it's all about the woman. It's, it's, this is an age mm. where we have so much power and we're starting to really access what it is to be a woman, to be able to go out in the world and be confident and beautiful and ageless and, really challenged the notions of what what is available to us again like for years and years and years once you hit 30 you are no longer desirable you were eight you just aged out it was such in a way a controversial show when sex in the city came out and you had a group of 30 something women talking about being promiscuous like that blew people's yeah. minds and being single and, being and not single. wanting children exactly. and
1: not and not wanting marriage yeah I mean It did blow people's minds, but that's a really good point because I think that probably opened a lot of doors for other women, maybe within that same kind of, you know, group that was like, oh my God, I know it's a TV show, but also we exist. Like they are playing characters of people that do exist. There is this demographic of women that are this age and are single and are successful and confident and want very different things from one another right and are still
0: beautiful even though they're over 30 yes like beauty doesn't stop just because you are no longer a child that is like a remnant of this old time when you know you probably died when you were 20 like you had to get them young you had to get them pregnant and then hope for the best like this is a remnant of a time that no longer exists now we have long beautiful lives people are living well into their hundreds so who who do you want to spend that much time with like if we are slowly evolving into a race of vampires that never die if you've got to spend eternity with somebody who do you want to spend it with you want to send it i mean with that 20 year old
2: was. bimbo obviously <laughs>
0: <laughs> i know exactly or me me yeah. Who is, you know, arguably I like to call myself a vampire because I'm ageless, but, um, you really are, you know, I'll go out and (laughs) surprisingly, um, but yeah, like it's, you gotta kind of appreciate that everybody has their own flavor. Everybody's looking for something different. I love that, um, i just love that there's a place for everyone i love seeing and learning about how so many different have have so many different people have like different kinks they have different interests they have different Mm -hmm. ambitions they have different everything and everything is cool now like if you are ethically non-monogamous that's cool not my thing but that's cool if you are somebody who just you know you want to dress up as a furry and find other people that are interested in that and yiff you till the day till the dawn comes then that's cool too like you the world is is so wide and it's so vast right now but i do think that when you're in your 30s and you're dating it is a little bit different because you have a different perspective you are looking for somebody who likely you you want to settle down with eventually i mean i do appreciate the times that i have with people but I mean, there's a reason why I'm dating them is that eventually I'm going to hit the one that is going to be a good fit for me until then. You yeah, know. At the end
1: of the day, we I think we all really just want love and respect, right? Like yes. that is kind of the ultimate goal. Um, but, you know, just like since you've been chatting, I also kept going back to like what you just said about the, you know, when I mentioned men looking for this, Younger woman, maybe it's like you know they want to upgrade from their ex wife or something like that, and you said so okay, like then that's what they want. It it kind of never really dawned on me to think that. So that's not for you, but maybe there is somebody else. And obviously, again, like not for me, um, literally. But like, I think that's a hard wall to break down. Is this idea of just being like, okay, well that person isn't for me. Um, because women, again, in the same kind of uh, – when I was doing the matchmaking, get very frustrated because they're like, well, you know, there's no men my age out there. They all want younger women. So they, they f- hyper-focus on, like, that, right? Yes. Like, they focus on the men that don't want them instead of being like, okay, well, that particular guy or that group is on a different journey. Yeah. So let's focus on finding the one that's on the same journey as you. And I, I just it, – it's so – you just brought like a breath of fresh air and I hope that anybody listening is like a light bulb went off for them. Yeah, they feel that clarity too. Maybe I should, yeah, like maybe I should stop worrying about this group of men that, or women, whatever the case may be, but we're mainly talking about men and heterosexual relationships here, but it's just like stop worrying about that. Like that's not for you.
2: There's yeah, nothing. The, it's kind good. of
1: too simple, you know, like it's too simple as women. We do want to complicate something. Well, And
2: it's easier to blame to have a reason for why you're still single. You know, I'm putting this in air quotes because, you know, that one man isn't the reason you're still single. But, you know, it's easier to be like, oh, that's the problem here. And instead Mm, of mm -hmm. just being positive, you know, it's easier to like take that route instead of just being like, all right, let him go out of my dating pool. Get that filth out of here, you know, and whatever. I say filth because it does seem misogynistic and immature and ridiculous. But like, you know, do you too? like, fuck, who cares? Really? Um, So they should really just think of it as like, yeah, let's remove him out of my options and make room for the guys that will respect me and give a fuck about me no matter how old I am.
0: There is an abs. There's like billions of men in this world, and like statistically, <laughs> and <that. laughs> fact, there is billions.
1: Literally, this is not an exaggeration. Like yes, yeah, billions. To hear of, that,
0: <laughs> like billions, and yeah. just because it's like. I mean, and also there's a finite amount of people that you can meet as an individual in any given moment in any given day, right? There's there's a small percentage of those people that you're likely going to meet on a day-to-day basis. Dating is a numbers game. It's like I did the math at one point seeing that it's actually quite disappointing. And I'm trying to remember what it was. I did the math uh, where I, I was like, okay, well, I would have to the likelihood of me meeting a soulmate with something like I had to date something like 100 men every year for 10 years and then potentially I could meet somebody like I did this whole mathematical equation to kind of see what my odds were and I kind of framed it I have to date a lot of people and so that's kind of when I was just like all right well
2: better get I'm to not- it. I'm <laughs> not
0: <laughs> I'm not going to worry about it. If you want to get on my way because you want to date a 20 year old, all right, cool. Step aside, sir. Right. Got to see the next. Let's keep on going until we find the one that's the right fit. And just like I am enough, like we are all enough. I've said this before. Oh we God. are made perfect. There is no. I am not lacking in any which way. And if somebody's not interested in that, that's cool. Again, step aside. I got to meet at least 100 guys this year or more for me to get on the path to actually meet somebody (laughs) who is going to be like my actual soulmate. So, yeah, you can't just you can't sit there and, and get too stressed out about any of it. Literal no, And I will billions. say
2: that when you stop looking, I know it's so cliche and so stupid, but like it is true when you stop looking, stop putting that pressure of, okay, are you my soulmate? Are you the next guy that I'm going to date? Like, okay, here it is. Then it literally does happen. And, and I think that's what, you know, incorporating the fun aspects of dating into your perspective. Um, I think that's the importance of that because then you realize, okay, I can chill and have fun. And then when totally. it's meant to happen, it's meant to happen. And it
0: will happen. You know, I mean, and maybe it won't. And if it doesn't, like, am I going to sit there and just feel sad? Like, no, yeah. life is it's, life is life too wonderful yeah. to live. Like, there's so many things to see in this world. There's so many yeah. things to do. So many experiences to be had. I'm not going to feel like I am less than because I don't have a partner. I just don't care about that. So, oh, my God, it's, it's like, so
2: ridiculous when you think about it, <laughs> that notion that, You're not as good if you don't have a a relationship. Like, what? Well, again,
1: your identity isn't based on somebody else or whether you're in a relationship with somebody else. And you're right. Like, there is, life is too short to worry about, like, are you going to be the one for me? And if not, like, I need to sit at home and stress about it forever. It's like, okay, move on. And if, like you said, if you don't end up finding that, quote unquote, soulmate, you could probably look back and be like I had, so much fun I had so much fun on this journey like the stories the encounters the experiences the yeah. very very interesting different people that you would certainly have met and you know maybe yeah like the soulmate thing didn't happen for you but you had a very like what i would assume would be a fulfilling life and fun yeah.
2: and interesting yeah. and the chances and I- are it will happen probably and then when it does you're like oh i wish i just had a little bit more time to date to have a
0: little bit more fun and here you are right here i am i'm really grateful to have a second chance at this mind you i'm coming at it yeah. a very different period of my life and i had to learn a lot of skills and i had to learn a lot about myself and that's why the dating and the practice was really important i learned that i didn't want to ghost because of the guy with the imaginary relationship i realized that um, I need to have some time. So if I meet up with somebody and I'm like, I'm just going to sleep with them, I, ha- I sleep with them, but then I have to kind of not have communication yeah. with them for a couple of days because I need to kind of decompress and I need to allow myself to not feel emotionally caught up in things and allow myself some time to take a step back so that I can see things a little clearly. So I learned a lot of things about myself. I learned that French soldiers are really hot and very good at parkour. I learned that Dominican doctors really are <laughs> not as knowledgeable with the female anatomy as one would hope. Uh, I learned Find that... The kit, guys. <laughs> You know, there's guys with abs are beautiful, but they're hard to touch. They're not cuddly. I learned that Broadway actors like to like I learned all sorts of crazy things about like just amazing, interesting people. And the truth of the matter is, is because we're dating right now, especially in COVID, we're dating in apps. And so, yeah, the fact of the matter is, is that 81 percent of of dating people who have found a relationship, they haven't found it through an app. That's like a reality check right there. 81% of people, single people who have been using the apps have not found their partner in a dating app. Interesting. Cause Jess is a, is one of the 19%. Yeah. Congratulations.
2: Thank you. I got um, the absolute luckiest. Sorry girls, but I did. Um, And he is, oh my God, the best, but At the beginning, I was like, nope. But it took a while. Yeah, it took a while for me to even, you know, come around to him specifically just because of my own shit. I was, you know, in my groove and I was like, nope, you know. And yeah, it took a long time to find him and he is fantastic.
1: See? But also, Marie, I think you just helped a lot of women like cross out some options on their list with like your recap of your own experiences. Like Dr. Abs. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, doctor. Like, oh, well, there's this guy. Nope, that's not going to work.
0: Yeah, no. There's um there's one guy I went on a date with. Everything was going really great. We got to the end of the rela- uh the relation and end of the date and we went for what I thought was a kiss, but he didn't want to kiss me. He wanted to hug me. We were in front of Eden Center. Uh, I was mortified. It was like the most beautiful day of summer and we so funny, I, I pictured we were,
2: it to be snowy out when you said that oh i also that would have been very romantic
0: but it was a beautiful <laughs> day out there was, everybody was out it was like the first nice day of that year and everybody was on the street we were in the most touristy part of town and i thought he was going to kiss me and i went to kiss him and he actually recoiled And went, oh no, 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 no." and I was mortified, and I went in and I like, yeah, and I grabbed onto him and I like hugged him as hard as I could, and I saw there was like people were watching because he was very loud when he said no, and (laughs) I kind of looked like I guess I was cuddle raping him or something at this point, like it was woman is assaulting that poor man. (laughs) I know exactly. And then I, I saw a girl. She, it looked like I had it probably in my head. I, it looked like she whipped out her phone to start recording things. I oh freaked god. out. I push him as hard as I can. Oh my god! He doubles back into Young Street, and I book it north on Young. And I was like, Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! Thank God there was no traffic coming because he would have gone and smoked. It would have been a murder suicide. Oh my no. god! And I like ran home. <laughs> I thought for sure that was it. I'm not gonna hear from this guy. I'm cool with it. I never want it. I don't want anything to do with him. He sends me a message like three days later being like, Oh, I had a really great time. Let's go have another date. I was like, Are you fucked in the head? Do you remember our date? Do you remember? Like Do you remember? You You I tried to kill you when you didn't want to kiss me and You were mortified at the thought of kissing me. I was like, I didn't know how to handle this. So weird. So I got out of there. Uh, There was another guy I went on a date. Oh, I had a full relationship. Like one, it was one weekend. And it was like, everything was like drugs, alcohol, sex, everything, like gambling, you name it. It was like a Vegas weekend that I had with this one guy. And it was a whole relationship in the span of three days.
2: Nice. That sounds fun.
0: I ended up waking up alone in his apartment uh i came out of his room being like okay where is this guy like he's gone his friend was sleeping on the couch strange i call him up and he was like oh my friend had an emergency and i had to go i was like you could have told me so i could have gone home and And not woken up alone in your apartment with with your your friend on the couch (laughs) and (laughs) i he was like well i trust you you know like go swimming go in the pool do this all the stuff and i was like no I'm gonna go he's like no 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 don't go and I was like look I am done with this I'm gonna head home Uh, but before I go I'm gonna snoop through all of your shit and I'm gonna steal something amazing oh my god (laughs) what'd you take (laughs) I took this little picture of the Roosevelt Hotel. It's like I have it on my television stand, and I, I still talk to him. He's actually a really great guy. Does he know Did that he, know he stole what, yeah. his picture? Well, I told him. I said, if you figure, if you figure out what I stole, I'll give it back to you. It's been like two years now. He hasn't figured it out,
1: like, and he still talks to you. Yeah, and I, still, you stole I still I still talk to him. Sometimes to he gets drunk
0: it. and he wants to sext, and I am cool with that. It's fun, but he he's like nice. he's he's a nice guy. He was a professional basketball player. That was fun.
1: I mean, it goes to show you that sometimes those like crazy, awkward moments or hideous moments don't necessarily equate to like that's that's the end of that. Well I'll never see that person again. They hate yeah. me or I hate them. <laughs> like sometimes people find that stuff like funny or endearing and or like just the not even hug, weird. hug guy. you were like he was like, Hey, so that was fun. And you're like, Pardon? Pardon me. So I mean, don't write people off right away just because there was an awkward moment or like a silly moment. Um it it doesn't mean it's over. And I think that's a good takeaway for sure. Although to me, I would have
2: thought that was over.
1: I fair, I probably (laughs) would have too. But like sometimes that does lead to like the intrigue, right? Because you're like, okay, so this person still wants to talk to me. That means they have like a maybe a sense of humor or they're like silly and I can be goofy with them and I want to be that person. And I mean, you know, if that's one of your characteristics, then that is ideal because then there's somebody that's so open to that, right? Like it's like the whole like, do you laugh during sex sometimes? And people are like, oh God, no, sex is supposed to be like, serious, sensual. And it's like, no, it's funny sometimes. Noises happen positions that are awkward like like, be smack each other in the face like you know like it just yeah exactly and um you know sometimes you wouldn't know that unless you had those like awkward moments
0: you can't you gotta like again life is worth enjoying and dating and meeting new people is one of those really rare and special moments where you get to be intimate with another person and you get to be vulnerable with another person and you get to kind of like try another person on for a couple of hours to see like what the fit is. And it's, it's really fun and it's, it's something that I think deserves to be savored. Again, you have to be honest with yourself on whether or not this person uh, is a fit and and how they're gonna fit in your life at that time and you can't get too caught up on it. And yeah, sex is funny. Sex is like this weird thing that like it's a very bizarre and weird thing that we as humans do for fun. Like not every animal in the world does it for fun. So most enjoy don't. it. I think
1: most don't yeah, right. Most
0: don't. <laughs> which is very sad. Like when you think about it, like I <sighs> When you think about it, when it comes to sex, humans are the only ones that will consent to it. Like we will provide permission for sex and enjoy the experience of having it. Like it's a whole ritual, the whole thing. Um, Kissing somebody, yeah. holding hands with somebody, just being in that other person's presence. Like the whole thing is worth sa- savoring and loving. And you can't do that. Like when I was in my 20s and I was dating, I was so self-conscious. I wanted to be perfect. Again, I didn't care what their occupation was, which now arguably I do. I will not date real estate professionals. Uh, just, I don't know why. It's, it's just...
1: Disclaimer, anybody <laughs> listening. We did say at the beginning that Marie is available, but not if you're a real estate professional. Not if you're a real estate. So. If you are...
0: Yeah. uh so just pretend you didn't hear this. <laughs> exactly. I'm very particular. That's the thing. Like, and I, I was just like... I've already fallen in
2: love. That's why I'm like... <laughs>
0: That's why the whole thing is fine. I'm like, I'm particular, but I'm also not, I'm not, I don't take you it too seriously. You yeah. still have fun with it. Yeah. have fun with it. Because again, like- I think it,
1: it's okay to have preferences. We all have preferences, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, you know, pretty much everybody does in some way, whether you have a type or like, you know, you are looking for someone who, with a certain kind of career or lifestyle, like- someone who is fit or exercises a major part of their life or someone that doesn't put like take exercise um seriously in their life so i mean there's nothing wrong with
2: that either no like, no i think that's important Go for what, Just what your helps interests you. are too yeah knowing what you want is always a very good thing i think especially with dating and then it helps you kind of weed through all the options and i mean there's nothing
0: wrong with that nothing wrong with it and there's so many, like going back to tech for a second, like it's, it, there's so many options that are out there. You have plenty of fish. You've got match.com. Match.com is probably one of the first websites that was, of that was founded for dating. Plenty is of that fish. Is still around? Yeah, it's, it's still, still around. around.
1: I think a lot of people actually use that still. But no. what I've heard through the grapevine is that's more of like the hookup site. That's oh, where you go really? So it's just fine. Just in case no, Tinder that's
0: doesn't Tinder. fit bill, You can go yeah P.O.F. <laughs> or Bumble. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Bumble. It's,
1: I, <sighs> dating apps, they're, f- again, there's even preferences with dating sites too, yeah. right? Like, yeah, it depends what you're looking for. I mean, I have no insight to any of those, so I won't even pretend to try and like give some advice on that. Um, but I think we've covered so much with this and like, there's so many takeaways, not as a non-single person, I'm just like, oh my God, if I, if I did do it all over again, like, I've learned a lot, and I would do things
2: quite differently. Yeah. And also, yeah, I am older too, so that that yeah. plays a big I part. I think that contributes to a lot of success. Having that maturity, having that perspective, and like you said, even when you were younger, you know, you're you're it's you're so different. You're like you're not all there. Oh. You can't think straight. <laughs> it's so much better when you're older. And I found that, and that's why I think I was finally able to you know, open up and allow myself to be in, in a healthy, successful, serious relationship. And I I wasn't able to do that when I was younger. But with maturity and dating a shit ton of guys, I was able to see what I wanted. And, yes. you know, I think that everyone, anyone in your position, women uh, 30, 40 who are dating, who are single will greatly benefit from hearing your stories and your advice and your information that you said to us today here. So thank you.
0: Oh, well, I mean, ladies, you're you're hot enough. You're beautiful enough. You're smart enough. You are all the things yeah. that are enough. Don't ever make yourself smaller for anyone. That's it. Like, it, it just, just go out, enjoy yourself, indulge in your friendships, indulge in life, and do all the things that you want to do and never hold yourself back because, I Love mean, that. dating should be – Dating should be like the cherry on the Sunday of life. It's not the whole thing. It really isn't. Or a bad thing. It's not a bad thing. I Again, I enjoy it. I really enjoy recreational dating, I guess, until I find the one person that I want to be with. But be honest with yourself. Be a good person and... Have don't fun. ghost and don't yeah. ghost. yeah that's a great way the to end, end this do not fucking ghost
2: yeah, the end
1: <laughs> yeah I love all of that and I think that a lot of stuff that we chatted about for the most part is kind of like common sense and really simple but it's hard to allow for that simplicity because there's so yeah. many things you that you caught can up. complicate um with because you know, like just you said, like you want to blame or you want a, a, a better reason or an excuse. So I think, yeah, just like let it, let it happen. Don't overcomplicate. And, and enjoy have it. have fun. And call
2: yeah. me. <laughs> and, and
0: call Marie. Well, actually, Marie, why don't
2: you plug in where people can find you for a date or for otherwise?
0: Uh, well, you can find me uh, anytime in the northwest corner of Young and Bloor. I'll be standing there between the hours of... <laughs> 6 and 8 p.m. Uh, not later. <laughs> exactly. Every Monday, Wednesday and Friday. Um, so no, but you can find me at karma cake uh, and you can also on Instagram and you can also find me at all pop repeat, all pop and listen to the show. Check it out. Reach out to Chrissy and I say hi. And yeah, if you, you like what you see slide into my DMS and don't send a dick pic because I'm just going to report you. And probably <laughs> shame you.
1: One one pointer for the dudes, if there's any that are listening to this episode, is unsolicited dick pics yeah. are not
2: ever a good idea. Solicited so like don't different story. Solicited sometimes
0: welcome, just saying. And if they are solicited, <laughs> please be sure to have a few of them because I've had a few instances where um guys have sent me the same one repeatedly and i'm like wait bro Did you that. just, send just me... remember
2: what you've sent
0: i was like you just sent me this dick pic twice over the past like however many weeks do you not have others like yeah you have no he just got the one good you yeah, know exactly you have the one good angle and that's it i mean i'm really to be honest i'm being polite when i ask for it so <laughs> i don't really yeah. want dick pics <laughs>
1: Well, amazing way to close up the show. Thank you. For um, that. But as always, follow us at her underscore podcast. And yes, Jess and I totally recommend uh, listening to Alt Pop Repeat, one of our fave podcasts. We love Chrissy and Marie, obviously. <laughs> and make sure to subscribe to our podcast and rate and review and theirs <laughs> and and theirs. Yes, and I think that's all. We'll folks. see you next time,
2: guys. Bye. Thanks. Bye.
0: Thanks. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>